Hello, hello, hello. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino, and I am Matt Williamson. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets at our self-service kiosk or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we do for Thursdays, um, let's do one segment of Nerdy Williamson stats, Matt stats, when the Steelers have the ball, and another one when the Raiders have the ball. Very different teams. It's an interesting matchup. All the emotion aside, Christmas Eve, Franco, of course, Immaculate Reception, all that good stuff. But we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of things here. The Steelers' offense is up to 19th in overall EPA. It wasn't that long ago they were like 30th. 23rd per dropback, 6th in rushing EPA. That's for the whole season. The Raiders' defense is 26th overall in EPA, 29th for per dropback, but 4th in EPA against the run. Uh, their D-tackles and linebackers are kind of old-school run defenders. I mean, it, it, you wouldn't think they're particularly good against the run, but that's why. Uh, since Week 10, though, Pittsburgh's offense ranks 8th overall in each in EPA, and ninth per dropback, sixth in rushing EPA. So since the bye, eighth overall, really good. Uh, speaking to EPA, last week, Mitch Trubisky led all NFL quarterbacks last week in EPA per play. He had the best outing of any quarterback in the league last year, or in, in the league last week. So Deontay Johnson has 180 yards over his past two games. Of his 18 targets during those two ga- those games, 16 have been completions. He, Johnson has five plus catches in 11 games this season. That's tied for fourth most in the league with five, five or more catches in a game. He's shooting for his fifth in a row with five or more receptions and third in a row with 80 or more receiving yards. Johnson has a target share of 27% this year compared to 18% by P- Pratt Fryermuth and 15% for George Pickens. Johnson has a target share of 30% with Trubisky at quarterback compared to 23.1 with Pickett behind center. Last week was the first time in Fryermuth's career that he did not record a catch or target. This is the third straight week that he has gotten a reduced role on first and second downs in 11 personnel. Uh, in that situation, Fryermuth played 15 of a possible th- 33 snaps compared to 15 by Gentry and 3 by Connor Hayward against the Panthers. I do think it's the foot, guys, but anyone listening to my podcast knows more Friar Muth, the better, and not less every week. Uh, the Raiders held Mac Jones to 112 passing yards last week. Jones completed just 13 of 31 pass attempts. Vegas allows seven yards per pass attempt, which is tied for 24th in the league. But over their last three games, that number's all the way down to 5.6. Playing against Mac Jones and the Patriots sure helped, but they did what they did. Only three defenses allow a higher completion percentage than the Raiders, though. Pittsburgh has 35 pass plays of 20 or more yards. Only six offenses have fewer. Um, Max Crosby is responsible for 11.5 of the Raiders' 25 sacks this year. Chandler Jones is next in line at 4.5, but no one else on the team has recorded two sacks this year, and Jones hasn't been very impressive. Uh, Vegas failed to record a sack against the Patriots last week, even though Mac Jones threw 31 times. 
Uh, only the Bears, Falcons, and Bengals average fewer sacks per game than the Raiders, even though the Raiders blitz at the eighth highest rate in the league. Crosby also leads the NFL with 19 tackles for loss. He played, I think, all but one snap in the, of the defensive snaps last week, which is really rare for defensive linemen. Crosby's a stud. After going 12 of 14 on third downs last week, the Raiders, or the, I'm sorry, the Steelers over their last six game, games have gained a first down on 46 of 84 third down tries. They've been 46 of 84, 55% conversion rate over their last six games. That's a massive number. Uh, after finding the end zone as a rusher just once in his first nine games, Najee Harris has five rushing touchdowns in his last five. Through 14 games, Harris has caught just 32 passes for 165 receiving yards. In his rookie year, he had 74 receptions for 467 through the air. Uh, Harris needs 45 scrimmage yards to join Le'Veon Bell as the only players in Steelers history with 1,000 or more scrimmage yards in each of their first two seasons. He needs to catch more balls. <laughs> that's, my, that's my take on it. Uh, the Raiders have surrendered 85 completions on 104 targets to opposing running backs, which is the fourth most catches to the position this year allowed. Their 697 receiving yards to the running backs is the most in the league. Thrown to the backs this week is going to be key. I mentioned that their linebackers are kind of run thumpers, old school Vince Williams types. Man, get those guys against you know running backs, and that's why they allow so much production to, through the air to you know, to that position. Um, last week, the Patriots ran for 206 yards against Las Vegas and averaged 6.4 yards per carry against the Ra Raiders. Ramondre Stevenson averaged 9.1 yards on his 19 carries last week in that game against against I almost called him Oakland Vegas for the set for for the season. Las Vegas is 4.3 yards allowed per carry is tied for 11th best in the league. But they've gone up to 4.6 yards per carry over the last three games. The Steelers average 4.1 yards per carry, which is only better than six teams. Pittsburgh's most recent seven games, the Steelers average 144.3 rushing yards per game after rushing for 87.9 in, in the games prior. 60.9% of the Steelers' touchdowns have come via rushing. That's the highest percentage in the league. So when they score, it's on the ground. Take that however you want, but it's also not a lot of explosive plays is the bottom line. And here's more, more uh, proof of that is Pittsburgh has five carries of 20 or more yards. Only five teams have fewer. So of 932 defensive snaps for the Raiders, only Crosby, who's a stud, and Deron Harmon, the safety, have been on the field for 755 plays or more. However, Las Vegas has 25 different players that have played 98 or more snaps over these 40, 14 games. So they've been revolving a lot of people in and out of the games, and they don't have got they don't have more than two that are super fixtures that have played a real high percentage of, of their defensive snaps. The Raiders' red zone defense ranks 26th. But over its last three games, it is dead last in the NFL by a very wide margin. They're also 32nd in scoring inside the 10. Brutal. Uh, the Steelers now have 35 plays. I'm sorry. Let me reread that. The Steelers now have 35 drives with 10 or more plays in the drive. That's tied with the Chiefs for most in the NFL. Pretty impressive. 
All right, I'm going to get a drink of water here. Throat's bugging me a little bit, and I'll be back in a moment. So when Vegas has the ball, Las Vegas, their offense comes in 12th in overall EPA, 11th per dropback, 12th in rushing. Steelers defense is 23rd in overall EPA, 25th per dropback, 17th against the run. Um, only two offenses are better than the Raiders at generating points of any kind on a higher percentage of their drives. So when they get a you know, per drive, they score the second highest percentage of the time. Points of any kind. Uh, in terms of EPA per play, Derek Carr currently ranks 11th in the NFL, and he's tied with Jacoby Brissett for 11th. That's just behind Trevor Lawrence and Geno Smith, just ahead of Lamar Jackson. If you prefer QBR, he's 10th, which is one spot behind Jackson and one spot ahead of Justin Herbert. But he's... He's completed 55% of his passes or less in each of his last three games. So low completion percentage of late. We all know Devontae Adams is a stud. He's got 1,275 receiving yards. That's 647 more than the Raiders' second leading receiver, Matt Hollins. And outside of Allen, Adams and Hollins, no other receiver for Vegas is more than 363 receiving yards. Adams has played 868 snaps this year. And Hollins has played 854. No other Raiders wideouts played more than 343. Adams has the fourth most receiving yards in the league and is tied for the lead in receiving touchdowns. But help is on the way and has arrived for them. I mean, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller finally returned to action last week. But between the two, they only played 67 snaps. First game back, which is about 50% participation rate. Before last week, Carr had t- four, before last week, Carr only had 52 total dropbacks with Adams, Renfro, and Waller all on the field together. Brutal. Waller did run a route though on 66% of Carr's dropbacks last week. So when he was out there, he was running routes, you know, pretty consistently. Um, more or less when when they when they put him out there, they used him. Even with Waller and Renfro back in the fold, though, Holland still ran around on 88% of the dropback. So, Mac Holland's role is not decreasing with them coming back. How about this? In his 84th career game, TJ Watt last week recorded his 75th career sack. 75 sacks in 84 games. The only two players since 1982, when sacks began getting tracked, to get the 75th sack quicker than TJ are... Big brother JJ took him, it took him 82 games as opposed to 84 for little brother, which is amazing. I mean, think about that. JJ got 75 sacks in 82 games. TJ got 75 sacks in 84 games. Reggie White did it in 65. (laughs) That's unbelievable for White. The Watts as well. Anyway. 11 different Pittsburgh defenders have recorded at least half a sack this year, but only Alex Highsmith with 11, Cam Hayward with six and a half, and Watt with four have more than two sacks. And Robert Spillane is the only inside linebacker with a sack for the Steelers this year. 
That's terrible. I mean, I'm going to do a piece probably as soon as the season ends about lack of explosive and big plays from the true linebackers. Spillane's the only inside linebacker with a sack all year? Come on. Uh, Highsmith has recorded a half a sack or more in four of his last five home games. Pittsburgh has the sixth highest blitz rate in the league this year, but the, the Raiders are being blitzed at just the 26th highest rate. So teams, whenever they game plan for the Raiders, don't incorporate a lot of blitz. Will the Steelers? That might be one of my keys to the game, too. Do they view it, eh, you know, not this isn't a good team to blitz, or hey, we do what we do, we're going to blitz? I don't know. I don't know. I think TJ's coming back stronger, so I think you'll see less blitz. 76% of the touchdowns allowed by the Steelers have come via the pass. That's the highest rate in the league. Steelers gave up 21 yards on the ground in Carolina. Pittsburgh gave up 361 yards on the ground the previous two games and 333 yards the previous six quarters of play against Atlanta and Baltimore. Uh, before last week, the Panthers had racked up 408 rushing yards in their two previous games. So is that an outlier, or is the run defense fixed, better? Who knows? Uh, for the season, Pittsburgh's 4.1 yards allowed on the ground is tied with the Jets for fifth best in the NFL. But they have given up 4.4 yards per carry over their last three games, including that Atlanta and Baltimore game. Uh, only the Bears and Ravens average more per rushing attempt than the Raiders, who churn out exactly five yards per carry. Sophie Jacobs is going to be a problem. He's going to be an issue or a key. So last week, Josh Jacobs had 22 of the Raiders' 23 rush attempts. He's leading the NFL with just under 1,500 yards on the ground. So he has 1,498. Their second leading rusher, Derek Carr with 88. That's <laughs> insane. It's all Jacobs. Over his past six games, Jacobs has 174 touches. He also has 943 yards from scrim scrimmage over that time with five touchdowns over those six games. He has six 100-yard rushing games this far in 2022 with seven games in which he has averaged over five yards a carry. He's caught 46 passes for 363 yards this year, averaging 7.9 yards per reception. Jacobs has over 100 yards from scrimmage in six straight games, the longest active streak in the league. He leads the NFL in yards from scrimmage as well as rushing yards. The Raiders employ a true fullback with regularity. Jacob Johnson was used on 15 snaps last week, just a lot for a fullback. And to give you some perspective, Watt plays like six, seven. But on the year, Johnson's been used for 251 snaps. That's a huge number for a pure blocking old school fullback. Uh, the Steelers have allowed 18 or fewer points in seven of their last nine games, uh, but 34, 35 or more to the Eagles and Bengals during that stretch. So in the last nine games, two big ones, Eagles and Bengals, both had over 35. Everybody else, 18 or fewer points allowed. Uh, Vegas is 28th in red zone offense for the season. They're also 28th over their last three games. For the year, Pittsburgh's defense is the seventh stingiest in the red zone, but the Steelers' most recent three games, they ranked 28th. Last week, Hayward, Watt, and Highsmith played 100% of the third and fourth down snaps. Didn't miss one snap in those key situations. Um, as mentioned yesterday or early in the week, Spillane played 100% of the Steelers' defensive snaps in Carolina. That's the second time this season. And he is the only Steeler linebacker to do it more than once. Play every snap. Bush did it one other time. 
when combining run plays of 10 or more yards and pass plays of 20 or more yards, the Raiders rank 20th in the league. They have 46 of each. So balanced with their big plays. Last little nugget, and I'll get out of here. Since the bye week, the Steelers are allowing just 18.6 points per game, which if you would extrapolate that over the season, that's fourth best overall. So, I mean, I know that's a little bit of cheating, but if if you average 18.6 yards or points allowed per game, that would be fourth. So that's the level they've played with, played at since the bye defensively. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Bunch of keys to the game, a lot of general nuggets, et cetera, et cetera, over and out.